Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show, everybody. Woo! Tuesday edition. Confessions coming up at 11.30 this morning. Want to give you that heads up right away so you can email the show with your confession. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. If you could suddenly become invisible, what would you do and don't be pervy? Yeah, don't be pervy. But what would you do if you could suddenly become invisible? Let's say you're invisible for an hour, hypothetically. What would you do? What room do you go in? What building do you go in? Where Hmm. do you sit unnoticed? Hmm. I like it. I like it. Ah, fun. You could also answer that question on our Facebook page, or you could call us at 1130 when that time comes. You are, you've given them so many options. Thank oh, you, Donna. I know. Now we need to get to the nitty gritty. All right, Don. What do you know? Did you get hints about Project Down and Dirty? Yeah, this morning, B. Arthur actually called in at 6 a.m. Okay. Uh, she was supposed to yesterday, our first clue, and she didn't wake up. Okay. So, uh... It's a good omen for that was today? this year. She didn't wake up no, again? No, she didn't wake up no, yesterday. No. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm back. she did. I'm back, guys. She's, she's great. You know what? She had a very uh, difficult week last week, so we have to, I mean, the lady needs to sleep for two weeks at least because of that debacle last week. So oh, we sure. got to give her a little Absolutely. bit of grace there. So she did call in. She gave us another clue, um, and the clue was scoop. Scoop. What was the first clue? Did we have another clue? Uh, yeah, the clue was it was Hannah put it on social media. Oh, it I was outdoors. Uh-huh. Outdoors. Outdoors. <gasps> scoop. I know it. So does Kenny, and we also discovered a clue within the promo. I my, think my, I know it. Okay, my neighbor thinks we're doing an archaeological dig. I don't think so. I'm like I'll I'll be I down wonder, for that. Oh my gosh! I wonder if I caused this. Oh gosh! All You're right. to blame. So okay, let me unpack this. Okay, and so this... do you want to give me your guess about what you think it is, or do you want yes. me to tell you what we think it is? I, w- I want to give you my guess first. Okay. I feel pretty certain of this. May I give context? I don't like sure. to tell a short story. Let me tell it of long. Of course, it's not even possible. <laughs> Ask him what time it is. He'll give you the history of the clock. That's, that's right. what Donna says. Our oh, editor good. over at Twin Cities Live, <laughs> Seth Holst. Um, a few months ago, we did a story at this place, and then he sent a note to me or to the whole Twin Cities Live team and said, hey, here's a thought. This would be, I think this was him that said this, this would be good because the place where you are outdoors and you are scooping has an unbelievable video setup. They've got GoPros everywhere, cameras. They get you all of this footage. You're mic'd up. When you're talking to somebody else, they're mic'd up. I think that... Project Down and Dirty is going to be taking place in Hastings, yes. Minnesota, and I hope it does. 
Yeah. At Extreme Sandbox. That's oh. what Kenny said. Oh, that sounds fun. And beyond fun, Donna, what it'll do we blow do? your mind. You you at Extreme Sandbox, you get access to go there right now. Look, and they were on Shark Tank, by the way. Okay. Uh you go and you get access to these unbelievable machines, these construction equipment. You go in there, there's a video set up for you. So we'd be cool. able to pepper our social media with all sorts of really cool video. And then they have a headset and they say, all right, pull up on that right lever. And now you're scooping into the earth. Scoop it up. Now you're crushing a car with the powerful things on your construction equipment. I love it. Did you listen to the morning show, Steve? No. Okay, because we said all of the same things. Jason did a story there. Kenny guessed it. I think it's apparent because in the promo I noticed, Rocco says, I think you're going to dig it. Ah, dig it. So we have outdoor. Right, we've fun. guessed it, Scoop. you guys. This is the first year we've guessed it. Why don't you just tell B to come back on? Let's just stop with the Thursday thing. Let's just do it now. Come on, we never get to announce anything on our show, Donna. Okay. I know. Let's. Uh... Oh, this is great. Okay, well, so I, I can get her on the phone and see if she answers. Yeah, give her a call. Okay, and uh, see if she's we... going to be mad. Who cares? She's going to play coy. She's going to go. I don't know. And she's really smart. She just won't pick up. Maybe. Um, but so here's the problem with us guessing. If it's not that, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown. It's going to be a little bit <laughs> well, of a letdown. We'll just have to go out there ourselves. And so I we get to crush stuff. Is it a competition? It's there's all sorts of stuff that you can do there. That's a cute idea. I That's- like Cute is not the word that comes to mind when I look at extreme sandbox, heavy machinery, heavy equipment. What a cool idea! I know for an adventure. Wow, they have two of these. I honestly, one's in Texas, right? One's in Texas. I honestly thought I have seen and done everything in the state of Minnesota, thanks to my brother who always drags me all over the place when he comes to visit because he likes an adventure. I don't think he knows about. Oh, there is all. So you can dig dirt. I mean, any any big piece of equipment that you have seen on a roadside during a major construction project, that's what's at Extreme Sandbox. So if Jason did a story there, mm-hmm. um, Kristen Harbrick, one of our reporters at Twin Cities Live, did one there within the last few months. Yes, she I don't did. remember if I even sent through the email to Amy or not, or how it, it'll be interesting if this is it to find out how the idea came to be. I just love that it came to be. I don't care how it came to be. I'm happy that it did because right. this would be so fun. She's and not answering. And they, I know why. Yeah, you know why. she's probably really listening. listening. Yeah, because we just it. freaking, it's like she the first. She shouldn't have told a scoop. No. It's her and fault. Nobody should have said, you'll dig it. Let me tell yeah. you this. We're smarter than you think, B. It's like giving the pinata stick to the most muscular kid at the party for the first crack. Don't do that. (laughs) All the candy's going to come out. Here's one question I have. If it is this, how are they going to turn this into a charity event? Or how is it going to sell tickets? Or Well, they don't always sell tickets, right? Right. So maybe this is just a non-ticketed year due to Cornova. And they're saying, we don't want to have a big gathering of people again. So this is going to keep people primarily outdoors. It'll give us a lot of interesting stuff to talk about our experiences with it. There will be killer video. Guys, Jason knows this too. The video that they do, it's such a wonderful operation from a video standpoint because... You get all of these different angles. You get the audio of them saying, no, 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 Donna, right lever, pull the right lever up. And then your the crane comes up. You oh, can I can't wait. Smash this is going to be so fun. It's great. And they do corporate events and they've got, you know, people can sit on the side and watch. 
And like you said, it's outdoors. It's still not going to be that cold. Right. In November. Or it could. I mean, for sure. I mean, sure, it could be snowing, but... But who cares? Then they'll give us a snowplow. Yeah! Oh, that's what I want to get in one of those little things yeah. that goes along the sidewalk. It's like a little thing. I really you, hope this oh, This is great. I'm excited about it, if that's what it is. Now... This. Another idea was that Habitat for Humanity, we could build a house. I That'd love be fun. that. Even a My more. Talk house? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, too. I'd love either of those. Me, too. Me, too, guys. So, scooping, it's not scooping poop. Do we get another oh. hint tomorrow? She did say something about animals, though, at some point. I know. She said, because Alexa said, does it involve animals? And she said, maybe. Or maybe she's just lying. Is there yeah. another hint tomorrow? There is. Okay. All here's, right. Here's my thinking. Here's what's going to happen, just so we're all aware. Then we got to go to break. She's going to throw us off the scent. Tomorrow will be a red yeah. herring. Yep. Yep. Just because be you're right. they know that we figured they it know out. That we know. <laughs> we're when we smart. come back, <laughs> uh, we will get into some things that make you go, huh? We already mentioned confessions coming up today at 11:30. College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 10:30. When we come back, this song acts as a mosquito repellent. There is one song that acts as a mosquito repellent. The question you have to ask yourself is, would I rather listen to the song or just be attacked by mosquitoes? <laughs> See if you can figure it out. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve at your service on my talks. 1071 Everything Entertainment. Don McLean joins us as well. And Steve has fun facts. Things that make you go. Things that make you go. Very funny. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Donna, for the addition lot. to that. You betcha, buddy. Boo. There is a uh, there is a song that, according to actual studies that they've done on the song, acts as a mosquito repellent. If I just said there's one song in the history of songs that does that, would, would you have any guess? I feel like I may have known this at one point, but I'm drawing a blank. I, I'm going to go with my standby Right, said Fred, I'm too sexy. I'm too sexy. It is not that. Now, I grant you, you will have to make a real decision. Would you rather have mosquitoes around you or have this song playing? This song acts as this mosquito repellent because of its low-frequency vibrations, and scientists say that mosquitoes exposed to this song have sex, quote, far less often than typical mosquitoes. The song is by Skrillex. The name of the song is Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. So imagine somebody says, oh, the mosquitoes are out, and then this slaps. <laughs> After about 30 seconds, wouldn't you rather be bit by a mosquito? Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Like you're For trying sure. to have a calm conversation around the fire with your neighbor Judy. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. I hate it. If I was working like out the today. the quintessential Skrillex song. You it hate is. it? That's the most Skrillex yeah. of all Skrillex. Is Skrillex still around? Oh, for sure. Okay. They just probably, probably doing like weird festivals and stuff. Probably, Steve. I bet Skrillex is loaded. He's just a guy. Is he a one person? Yeah. Wow. Loaded. I'm just going to see real quick. And there are no mosquitoes on his property. (laughs) Is he like a DJ guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's five foot four inches tall. Oh my gosh. You lead with that. He, his net worth is 70 million. He looks like a baby. And he's 33 years old. I've never seen this person. He's cute. Uh Oh, let's see. Yep. 
Yes, oh. he is, Donna. Of course he is. Oh, is he Donna's type? Yeah, of course. Okay. He's a cute guy. Looks like I think uh, I remember like he would be cast as festival. Corey Feldman. Yes, he does. You just don't know he's 5'4", because he's always up on a stage, and so maybe they... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had he's... no idea. Not that... The... Who cares? It's Pro- fine. He's probably on a raised platform, too. That, you know yes, how they do that with saying. DJs? Like, yes. super raised. Donna... Your type is so predictable. Oh, I, I'm my. just saying, if I were his mom, I'd be like, my son is cute. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Thank you. He's a cutie. He's like attractive, do you mean? He's 33. It's fine. You can say <laughs> yeah, he's attractive. He's an attractive guy. I could do without the hole in his ear, but. Yeah. That's his truth. <laughs> just saying. All right, here we go. Let's see, we got another one. This is fascinating about Sony. Sony makes the bulk of its money not selling electronics. Instead, it's through selling insurance. They offer life, auto, and health insurance in the country of Japan, which has accounted for 63% of their profits. The electronics department actually operates at a loss. Wow. Sony televisions, Sony soundbars, speakers. They take a bath on that. And wow. they make their money in insurance. I that's fascinating. I think so. I never would have even guessed that. I think that's like Costco doesn't make money on their meat. They call it the lost leader, and they put it in the back of the store. So you have to go back there to get that really good deal on their meat, and then they believe that because you're a human, you'll walk through the rest of the store and end up grabbing other things. The loss leader put in the back of the store. How does Costco make money in general off memberships, right? Not off of uh, profit, off memberships. I think they make money on memberships and on product. I don't walk out of there for less than $300. Yeah, but they're selling stuff practically at cost. I don't think they are. You don't? I think they sell it a little bit more aggressively priced than other places, but it comes with the quantity generally that you're buying as well. All right, I here we go. I think they're selling every product at a loss. Here's what I'm finding. All right. Costco doesn't actually make most of its money selling things. It charges its members an annual fee for the privilege of shopping at its stores, and these fees represent the bulk of their operating profit. In 2019, Costco made $3.35 billion from membership fees, an wow. increase of 7% from the previous years. Thank you. They can't be taking a loss on goods, though. I don't know that they're taking a loss, but maybe they're breaking. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Doing a little better than breaking Maybe even. Maybe they, they say we'll keep our margins really low here. Yeah. Because we're making $3.35 billion from membership. Because fees. they're a wholesale retailer. So, fresh foods and hardline products like hardware and large appliances are their fastest growing areas. They also don't spend any money on advertising. That is very true. Starbucks used to be that way too. We studied them in a college uh, marketing class because at the time when I was in college, 02 to 06, 
there there wasn't a single Starbucks ad anywhere, and they were we studied them because it was all word of mouth. I don't and just their stores storefront. You look at it, and then people are like, "Oh my gosh, I love the blanket Starbucks." Everybody did the advertising for them. Do you hear Starbucks commercials or see Starbucks commercials? I think Maybe they, during Christmas time. I think that they started popping up. I don't think that they're a dominant advertiser on television, but I think that they grew a little bit more than the non-existent just word of mouth join the club advertising. But still, that's fascinating. Indeed. Here comes more fascinating things. Thank you. Jupiter. How many Earths could you fit into Jupiter, if they were all, you know, hollow. And this will help us understand the size of Earth versus the size of Jupiter. Uh, I'm going to say you could fit 14 Earths. 14 Earths into Jupiter. Don, you believe in aliens. You care to yeah. guess? Oh, 14. No, no, no. Um, Jupiter. Oh, it's... Jupy. Jupiter is our largest planet, isn't it? Oh. I don't know uh, the answer to that. I would say 10... Thousand. Ten thousand. Ten to fifteen. Wow, 50, really? Thousand. I said fourteen. Closest without going over. <laughs> Prices right rules always in effect. You could fit one thousand Earths oh. into Jupiter. Winner. Chicken it looks dinner. so small, though, doesn't it? Like, if we ever see a picture of it, doesn't it look like you could walk around it? Is that the like the reddish one? The moon too. Yeah. Don't you feel like you could do a like, hey mom, can you just drop me off at the moon for one hour? I just want to <laughs> run around the whole thing. A few times. I wonder how long it would take to walk around the moon. We, we should ask the band Walk the Moon, which I love. Great. What happened oh, to them? Yeah. Oh, they're around. They do concerts. They're very popular. Uh, you're not allowed to try to modify the weather in Colorado without a permit. The main reason is to keep ski resorts from doing strange things to try to make it snow. That is real. When we come back, uh, big news about R. Kelly. Mute R. R. Kelly! We'll tell you that. And uh, Will Smith and Jada Smith are uh, are weird. Yeah, going to make Steve real mad. Yeah, Coming up next. you know Likey. Mm-hmm. Like the show, hey, good morning. So Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You may or may not have heard that R. Kelly was found guilty yesterday. Of all nine counts he was facing in his sex trafficking case. In addition to trafficking, the charges included racketeering, bribery, uh, coercion. Am I saying that right? Coercion. 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 Coercion and enticement. <laughs> that looked really foreign to me at the moment. Uh, there were 14 underlying acts, including sexual exploitation of a child and kidnapping. He could be facing decades behind bars. These uh, charges involve six female victims, including the late uh, Aaliyah, who married Kelly when she was 15 years old. Uh, The prosecution called dozens of witnesses, including both male and female accusers who said they were groomed for sex and they were psychologically abused. Uh, His attorneys say that they're going to continue to fight on R. Kelly's behalf. Uh, this was only in New York, by the way. He's still got to face charges in Chicago and here in Minnesota. Oof, so, well, bye, R. Kelly. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing him anymore. I don't either. It's amazing how long it takes for... It really like, is. In the, in the legal system. Just everything takes a while, right? You hear about someone gets a court date, and then their next hearing is scheduled six months or eight months later. Yeah. It's just bizarre. 
I mean, even just a gathering of evidence, because you want to have enough evidence to win, right. you know, and to bring charges. So you don't want to screw that up. But Dawn, did you ever watch that documentary? I couldn't. I didn't feel like I could handle it. Gotcha. Uh, you know, just woof. You watched it, Donna, right? I watched the, the whole thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, it was mind-blowing how this had happened. And it probably happens right under our noses every day. I just got up the courage to watch Finding Neverland, which oh, was that's another one. heartbreaking. And I just, I need a minute. I'm still trying oh. to get over that. What made you watch totally. that all of a sudden, a couple years later? Because I saw that... Um, the estate of Michael Jackson was releasing new music. And I thought, should we be doing this? Mm. Should we be doing this? I, I don't know. Um, and so I wanted to know for myself how I felt about it and whether or not I believe these guys. And sure. I don't even care if there's small discrepancies in the guy's story. Uh, there's, But anyway, I, I 150% believe them. It's just... Is it going to change if you listen to his music? I don't, I don't want to hear anything Michael Jackson ever again. Ever again? No, I don't believe that we should be celebrating a pedophile. I'm fine with the rest of the family, like Janet, and you know anything they want to do musically. It has nothing to do with them. wonder what Janet's going to say in her upcoming documentary. Will she touch the topic? Oof, and what know. will she say? You know? Oh, that's... She said... Didn't she say she was going to talk about everything? Yeah, but she said that, and it's uh, she's okay in the documentary. So I just, that's easy to say during a teaser video. Nothing is off limits. But if right. you're the executive producer of the documentary, then you get to choose whatever you want to right. talk about. Yeah. But it will uh, be interesting. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting. See what she has to say. Bye, R. Kelly. See you later, See man. Hopefully, I mean, I know. Reagan's. Uh, attempted assassination guy John Hinckley oh. Jr. He apparently was released from prison. He was in, released in 2016. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. Oh been... yeah, he was living with his mom. I did. I I knew that, but forgot. And then saw now he gets an unconditional release with no uh, restraining order against um, uh, Jodie Foster or the Reagan family, which is yeah. absurd. Well, they say I was listening to a report on it yesterday. They said that um, his. They've had like behaviorists and all sorts of mental health experts who have watched him and say that he's not a risk anymore and hasn't been for a long period of time. I think they said decades in the report. This hmm. attempted assassination happened in 1981. Apparently, he's been like working. I think he worked at a record store. Uh, he had a YouTube channel where he was putting out new music. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It was. I know when I heard this story yesterday, I was like, really, really? Well, I wonder how the family of the um, Secret Service agent who was paralyzed yeah. feels about The Brady Law was based on right. his story. Uh, I, don't, I think that as a deterrent to other people, you shouldn't ever get out of prison if you try to assassinate the president. And as a punishment. Oh, as a deterrent to other people. That's an interesting yeah. argument. I mean, if you try mm-hmm. to assassinate the president, you don't get out of prison. Mm. There's so many people that sold too much pot that will never get out of prison. Right? Mm. Yeah, that's a whole nother story for sure. Uh, let's make Steve mad now. Oh, <laughs> wait, is that guy's name John Hinckley? Yeah, Junior. John Hinckley yeah. Junior. Okay, I put the link in because I next do see segment. him playing music um, on YouTube. Oh, yeah, interesting. 
Okay, so remember the story about Jada Pinkett Smith where she had, what did she call it? Entanglement. Entanglement With that August Alsina guy. And at the time, it just sounded like Jada had this mm, extramarital affair. Well, Will Smith is speaking out now and giving like these little hints about their marriage and... Like he's in, he did a story for GQ and he says that he and Jada started out monogamous, but evolved past it. Listen to what he says, Steve, before you say anything. Okay. He says, Jada never believed in conventional marriage. She had family members that had an unconventional uh, relationship. So she grew up in a way that was very different from the way I grew up. And then he goes on to say that we'd given each other trust and freedom with the belief that everybody has to find their own way and marriage for us cannot be a prison. (laughs) And so it turns out he's had entanglements of his own, but didn't exactly elaborate. The one thing they've always said is that divorce is not an option. Yeah, I get why it wouldn't be if you can just hook up with people. Yes. Exactly. Yes, Steve. Amen. He also said, he's also said that they needed to give each other the heads up if one of them were looking to go outside the marriage, that they had that agreement. I had read in like years ago and I thought, huh, uh, that's unconventional. Is that really all you think? You just think it's unconventional? I think it's a, it's a joke. I don't know what I think because I'm not married. Oh, Lord. And I, I, I am. I, it's a joke. It's a total, total joke. I like, do you hear that diss that they give to each other, too? We can't be married if it's a prison. We can't, it can't be a prison to each other. Um, that's code. Is that Hollywood speak? Does this count as Hollywood speak? Oh, yeah. We, we're not going to say that. That's code oh, no, no, for... We can't use that Oh, they'll phrase. sue us. Yeah, we're in litigation with the yeah. Lori and Julia show right now, anyway, over the book club. Hashtag, it's not a book club. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's just a, an example of like, we don't want to have any kind of self-control. The prison is when you feel that like newsflash. Also, let me predicate all of this as the person who impersonated me one time says, as a man, I am not a perfect man. I have made terrible mistakes in our marriage. So let me just preface with that. So nobody thinks I'm coming at this just as like Steve Pruderson living this white picket fence life. Okay. We've, we have been in the trenches. This, I think this is a total joke. Get divorced. Don't be married. I am old fashioned. I think that marriage is between two people mm-hmm. and is intended to be a lifetime, lifelong commitment with just those two people. The funny thing is, like from an argument, from an intellectual standpoint, it's just such a slippery slope. If you're in an open marriage, it's such a slippery slope. Is it one person a year? Is it one person, other person in a lifetime? Is it one person a mm-hmm, week? Mm-hmm. What is the quote unquote, your truth garbage that you're going to try to tell me in the midst of stepping oh. out on your own marriage? And by the way, if you think it's like, like imagine, imagine if there were like two 80 year olds who did this, like this beautiful commitment, right? We see this commitment, these people married at the, at the end of their life. And then you just decide, I don't want to be in a prison with you. And so I need to go sleep with somebody else. That's you're just being driven and guided by that. And there we have like that is such it just diminishes commitment to one person because 
Newsflash. There are a bunch of hot women. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of hot men. Mm-hmm. Lou did not marry the hottest guy. I did not marry the hottest girl. The thing that makes committed love to one person beautiful, in my opinion, is that you choose, you you put in discipline, self-restraint, and you choose to cultivate and put in the time and energy and work to actively love that person. That's what's difficult and that's what's beautiful. But if I just found some other hot chick or Lou just found some dude who's hotter than me and funnier than me and all these other more things than me, then you just bounce around. You just bounce around because you'll find that next hot guy and then there's another hot guy after that. And it is such a such disrespect to the other person and I will never change that opinion. I also think it's disrespectful to the person uh, on the outside Yes, it's like saying that's right. You don't matter enough for me to have a relation, a long term relationship with you. I just want to, you know, bone you, step you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is such a <laughs> we just heighten happiness and self fulfillment so mm-hmm. much. So when Will Smith and I really like Will Smith when he's talking about that self imprisonment, that is such garbage. That is such garbage. Be a man. And how about understand, because we have, a, we have a distorted view of freedom, too. We think that freedom is always the absence of any restrictions. And that's just not true. Freedom is more complex than that. And it is actually the presence of the correct restraints in your life that lead to a fruitful life, one that is leads to flourishing. It's not just do whatever you want all the time. Right. And that's what... Uh, this is I just what bothered me about it is that he has these harem fantasies. Mm-hmm. So he has this fantasy of having like 20 women and he names people like specific celebrities that he has thought about calling up and saying, will you do this? He wants to take them on the road with him and have this harem. And I think it's pretty <laughs> Halle Berry is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Missy Copeland. Oh, my gosh. So, um I think that that diminishes them as a person and just reduces them to a sex object. Mm-hmm. Oh, and but also, you know, I mean, and I don't know. I have a different opinion of him now. I don't like him. I'll just yeah. say it plainly. And maybe I sound like a big prude and not open to other ideas, but well, what, I don't think he, what he has is a, just, a marriage. These, yes. Why get married? Why get married? Why just? Why not just be in a relationship and not get married? And then to want the harem of 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 women. Kenny said it's like a thirteen-year-old boy's fantasy. It's so immature. And at the same time, are you you know are you like standing behind the Me Too movement and really want? Because the Me Too movement is about it should be just continually getting bigger in the idea of not sexually objectifying women. Right. Which is what he's doing. And yeah, I don't know. All right. <sighs> Freedom isn't always free. Yeah, Don. Listen. Th- I- here was a here's a great thing. We're up against the clock. I heard a guy once describe freedom like this. He said like imagine two people um want to learn to play the piano. And then one guy, his friends come over, they're like kids, whatever. Friend come over, hey man, come on outside. And he's like, all right, fine, I'm not going to practice the piano. The other kid says, you know what, no, I'm going to practice the piano. In that moment, it looks like the kid who went out and just played with his friends instead of practicing the piano is living the free life. He's not bogged down by that. He goes out and enjoys in the moment doing what he wants 
avoiding the proper place of restriction. The kid who stayed and played, everyone's like, oh gosh, he's just bound by that. He's a prisoner to the piano. Fast forward years down the line, the other kid approaches a piano, can't play it, wishes he could, is frustrated that he spent so many days just being driven by his own emotion, went outside and played. The other person can then sit down at the piano and then just play this masterful piece that is just beautiful and it can create more beauty. And so the one person who actually put in the right restrictions now experiences this bigger, better, richer freedom that in the moment you don't think is that. Which is like what Will Smith wants to do. He just doesn't want Good morning. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Don McLean hanging with us for the next 13 minutes or so. Happy to have you. Mm-hmm. I saw something. I have secondhand embarrassment. I want to share it with you now. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Oh, man. What's going on? David Letterman. Tried to pull a prank. He crashed a Brooklyn Nets press conference. Brooklyn Nets. Wasn't it the Jersey Nets? It was the Jersey Nets, and then they left. They said Jersey is sinking as a state. We got to get out of here. We're going to Brooklyn. Now they've got they've got a really good team, too, the Brooklyn Nets do. Oh, like they didn't before. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Garfield, New Jersey. Cool it over there. Whatever. Uh, anyway, he crashed this press conference and he posed as a reporter. And it appeared he annoyed Kevin Durant. He, I'm just going to let you listen to the audio. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Dave from Basketball Digest. Kevin, uh, KD, why, why do people call you KD? Um, Can I call you KD? Yeah. Okay. My, my first name is Kevin. Uh-huh. Hey. Right. And my second name, my last name, my second name, my last name is Durant with a D. KD, uh, this year, how, what percentage do you plan on giving on the court? 90, 95, 100, 110? What are we looking at? Uh, 110. 110. Uh, why? <laughs> I just, I... Uh, no, Donna, fight through that. Is this for a show? Probably. And then maybe he'll then have him as a guest on My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Maybe that he was in on the joke. Maybe. Kevin Durant is kind of known for being a not fun guy. Okay. He, He, over the last few years, things sort of changed around the narrative around Kevin Durant. He was like fun guy. People wanted him to win. He was playing in Oklahoma City, and then he teamed up with the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. And then people started giving him a little bit of hate for teaming up with the best team. Mm. LeBron went through the same thing earlier in his career, and uh, and then he just kind of got bitter. He just kind of got bitter, guy. Okay, you know what? The last time I felt this way, tell me. It's when you were at the Super Bowl press conference, which is why I'm like, Dave, this is great. Oh, I can't. When I was at the Super Bowl press conference and um, was there only to cause a scene, 
didn't care at all about the game and uh, had a chance to talk with Bill Belichick, the curmudgeonly mm-hmm. Super Bowl winning coach of the New England Patriots, who at his press conference answers everything like this. He just stays down here. Yeah, remote on to Cincinnati. And he's terrible in interviews. And then one thing leads to another, and I ask him if I can tickle him. <laughs> and then I get home that night, friends are texting me, and the beginning of Sports Center says, Tickle me, Belichick. It was great. Oh, so yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, if you're just trying to get headlines, but if you want to be a respectable no. Um, professional. No. Which is what I would like. Oh, no, Donna. I don't want to be like, hey, Auga. No, I just, I just want to get the job done. No, not at the Super Bowl. Not at a Brooklyn. Look, you got a bunch of blowhards there at this Brooklyn Nets conference. All they care about is, are we going to be running more zone defense this year? Okay, snoring. You guys are all asking the same question. Let's break loose a little bit. Somebody get in here and ask a different kind of question, and then boom. Enter the Godfather, mm-hmm. David Letterman with his Clausian beard. Hey, D, what is, where'd you get that from? <laughs> That's great. That's great. I guess if Kevin Durant would have reacted more receptively, mm-hmm. I would have felt differently. Yeah, sure. If he would I have been that. like, all right, let me, you know, and he could have played along, you know, and said, I don't know. Yeah, well, Belichick gave me crap back. He said, uh, yeah, we already answered that. And I hadn't heard that. I had just come over because Tom Brady, I, I was talking to Tom Brady and said, should I go ask him if I can tickle him? Right. And he said, that's that's your call. So then I went over there and I said, stretching the truth, I said, Tom Brady just sent me over here <laughs> to ask you this question. Aww. That wasn't exactly true. It sort of. Happened. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Oh, Super Bowl media gosh. day. We're never getting a Super Bowl again, by the way. You mean here? Yeah. Or you mean the Vikings? Possibly both, um, but I don't think that the Super Bowl is ever going to come to Minnesota again. How do you know that? Just don't think they came here and were like, ah, this was cool. It was Mm. negative two multiple days. I just don't know. I don't think so. I think that was our one time. All right. Um, Dawn, hey, we're all fans of Stephen King, right? After finishing his latest novel, Billy Summers. Um, so we keep telling you, you need to see misery, even if you don't read it, you should see the movie. Okay. It's about a writer who gets into a car accident and is rescued by a fan, a crazed fan. Okay. Okay. And now Jamie Foxx wants to remake that story based on an incident that he himself had gone through with a couple of fans. Apparently, he did some kind of auction or something where they won a a dinner or half an hour with him. Oh, no. I'm already scared. I know. And then Uh it just turned into him doing scenes from Ray. I'm Ray. Ray. And just being... Just uncomfortable. He's like, they ended up like keeping him for two hours when he was only supposed to do 30 minutes. Mm. He needs a better handler. Yeah, the handler yeah. should have been with him. The handler said, yes. needed to cut it off and say, I'm so sorry, but this is it. Yep, we got to go. He's got another appointment. Because Bye-bye. he's he's a real people person. In public, he just turns it on, Jamie Foxx. And so you you he'll just keep going. Yeah. Uh, you need someone to pull you away and so that you can almost fight back. Like, oh, no, do I have to go already? Oh, right. my goodness, guys, this was so fun. Thank you. Right. 
Uh, he was at the Super Bowl of one of the Super Bowl parties that you attended, right? And he was unbelievable publicly as a host. Just, I'm just saying, Shaq was DJing. He hit shuffle on the iTunes playlist. He wasn't exactly scratching. He was just making an appearance. Uh, yeah, that was a wild night, man. So fun. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I was there with my best friends, Frank and Amelia. Oh, how are those guys? They, they were emceeing. It was our oh, first time great. meeting, and then before long, we were all sweating and dancing. Nice. That's what mm-hmm. happens. Okay. I don't know if Frank and Amelia were dancing. They're more dignified than I. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, uh, we'll keep you posted on the Jamie Foxx remake of Misery. But, wow. Steve, that should be your assignment. To watch Misery? Or read it. The book is better than the movie. Yeah, mm. but the movie is pretty darn good. It's yeah. pretty Kathy Bates. Maybe James Caan. Mm. Yes, watch it. It's not scary like you can't sleep scary. Okay. Suspenseful. All right, Dawn. You take off now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have a great show. Thank DJ you. Rock Lobster is coming in next. And boy, there was some big, exciting news in his life yesterday. Yes. We'll share it next.